Welcome to our podcast, Star Trek Age of Discovery. I'm Adele Austin Anderson. And I'm Gary Anderson. And we're a married couple who are longtime fans of Star Trek. Well, we're back today after uh, a bit of a hiatus uh, for a special podcast to catch you up on all the important Star Trek related news that has recently been released during the Viacom CBS Investor Day. You know, which was done in order to generate excitement about the global launch of the streaming service, Paramount Plus. So, Gary, why don't you begin? Okay, well, let's start with Paramount Plus then. So, on this coming Thursday, March 4th, Viacom CBS will launch Paramount Plus, the subscription streaming service that replaces CBS All Access. At first, the service will be available only in the U.S. and 18 Latin American countries and will roll out in other countries over time. Paramount Plus will include live news and sports as well as on-demand shows and movies, including original shows, all of which are leaning into the parent company Viacom CBS brand from CBS, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, and the Paramount Network, plus movies from Paramount Pictures Studio. Paramount Plus will have a library of more than 30,000 episodes and 2,500 movies, plus 36 original series, which will debut this year. Among those originals will be a revival of Frasier, the 1990 sitcom, also, a CG animation update of Nickelodeon's Rugrats uh, to tap on millennial nostalgia. <laughs> and <laughs> a new studio dedicated to Avatar, the last airbender concept, founded by the original cartoons creators to produce a range of programming, including a new animated movie. And out of what you just said, that avatar is, I think, the most enticing to people when you think about it. I mean, yes, there are millennials that remember Rugrats, Rugrats and may want to go back and look at that in a new light. Mm-hmm. Frasier, I'm just kind of curious about that show being. I'm curious. I I will watch it just oh, yeah. to see what it's like. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> but I but I am curious as to why that was the one that was chosen. To yeah. be honest with you, but but the Avatar one, I I know that. The there was The Legend of Korra, which was a sequel to Avatar that was on Netflix, and that was extremely popular. Mm. And so that that ran its course. And so this show should be one that draws people to it. Oh, definitely. Um, for film fans, Paramount Plus will stream some big screen movies from Paramount Pictures about a month and a half after they hit the theaters. Oh. So so they're not going to do what HBO Max is doing with Warner Brothers films. They're right. going to they're going to show them to you after they've been in the theaters. So and and the list of films are going to include A Quiet Place Part 2 in November and Mission Impossible 7. Mm. <laughs> who who would have thought? <laughs> you know, in January who's that's coming out in January. Other movies from the studio will arrive on the streaming service after a longer time period following its theatrical debut. All right. So if you're already a CBS All Access subscriber, your membership transfers over to Paramount Plus, even if you're currently paying for its $6 a month tier. 
New subscribers must pay $10 a month for an ad-free service or $6 per month for content with ads. For Star Trek fans, Paramount Plus will feature 726 episodes from the six classic shows, as well as a selection of feature films in the franchise. Hmm. So, you know, Gary, I just want to ask you, do you think uh, reliance on Star Trek shows, I mean, similar to what's going on with Disney Plus, yeah. where they're doing, the, you know, the Star Wars, you know. Well, the Star Wars with the Mandalorian. Yes. And with the Marvel shows coming yes. out of the, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. Yeah, so do you think reliance on Star Trek shows and films will be a winning strategy for Paramount Plus? Well, to be completely honest with you, that's what, Paramount has done. I mean, when when Paramount wanted to break into syndication, they created Star Trek: The Next Generation. When they wanted, and and then they followed that up with Deep Space Nine. When they wanted to create their own network, the UPN network, they started off with Voyager. Yes. So they have yes. to. So so and and naturally, when they wanted to boost the audience for CBS All Access, they did Discovery. So it's been the strategy, the go-to that they've been that they've been implying. I mean, employing all these years. Yes. So, and I and I think you know, to be honest with you, I know there's been some wrangling amongst some fans, but for the most part, I, people are very satisfied with the fact that they have more Star Trek, and I think they've even gotten over the notion that they have to see it behind a paywall because everybody's going behind a paywall. That's right. That's right. You know? Yeah. I mean, even the ones that say, oh, it's free now. Well, it's only going to be free for uh, a while. That's true. And, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Peacock, which is right now, you can get it at its lowest level is free. Right. But Comcast is in the business of making money. They not, they, That's right. They're That's not going right. to continue So after they that. snare people, right, exactly. then they're going to, you know, start charging. And they, well, they already charge for certain services. For premium services. Yeah, premium services. Right. Yeah. But the, the other thing that I think is is interesting, you know, a, a few months ago, I mean, maybe a little over a year ago, CBS All Access brought in a lot of those br other brands yep. to add to what was currently available on CBS All Access. Yep. And there really wasn't a whole lot of excitement about that. I mean, yeah... You got to see MTV shows and Comedy Central stuff, but nobody was clamoring for that. Right. The, the challenge, if you want my opinion, the challenge that's, that Viacom CBS has is that traditionally that network has always leaned more adult than many of the other um, networks. Well, and, well, not only adult, but older adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like mature, mature, like like. 35, 40 up. Uh, yes. And so a lot of their shows on CBS are procedurals. Well, that's th that's been a, a challenge. And they've tried to change the demographics of their viewers on the streaming service by targeting a different, you know, t targeting obviously LGBTQ uh, community, um, also targeting more adult content, actually having younger people Hosting, you know, getting Jordan Peele to be the host of Twilight Zone. Yes, all and a lot of these, and doing and doing also uh, shows that are leaning towards a younger audience. That has not, as of yet, that really hasn't boosted their numbers as much. And I'm curious as to how this is going to transpire. Right now, 
CBS All Access, which is eventually going to be Paramount Plus, is going to be the third or fourth tier streaming service in existence. And they're far behind Netflix, which is the king. And right now, the second in line is um, is uh, Disney Plus. Yes, but I think it's understandable why they are behind because you know. Uh, they just started, you know, where Netflix has been on how many years? Yeah, I mean, Netflix Netflix started by getting content from other people, and right. then they began to invest in their own programming. In original programming, right. yeah. But, so, but you know, they do feel like they're ahead of the game because they already got you know several million subscribers. Yeah, and they and they feel like they can just continue to build on that. Yeah, I think to be honest with you, their strategy has been good in regards to just trying to get attention for it because prior to the release of Discovery, their numbers, they were, they basically had like roughly about somewhere between two and five million people subscribing, which was way low when you think about the over 185 million people that were that are subscribers to um, Netflix. Right. And Amazon also has a very strong international subscription service. Those are the two top ones, and then, and like I said, and then you got Disney Plus that's just done a tremendous job. But, but the, here's the again the thing with with um, Disney Plus, their content really is stuff you've already seen. So yeah, you might actually right. have a digital version of it, right. or you might have a DVD or Blu-ray of it. And so the question is, are outside of that, what can what else can you watch? Yeah, you know. They're they're really they really should be focusing more heavily on the new content, which I know has been impacted by COVID because they've had to shut down production for a while, and now they're just ramping up these shows like like WandaVision, which is right now, right, and then following that in a couple of weeks from now, we're gonna have you know Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so they should maybe get their momentum going because it was the first season of Mandalorian. And that was it. <laughs> and then right, there was, right. And then there was a and that was of, a big hit. It was a huge hit. It was a huge hit. But some of the other stuff that they did, you know, like the the high school musical, the musical, the series, those kind of things right. are very niche, but they're not they're not general popular. Right, right, and, right. And and again, going back to talk about Paramount Plus, when you most of these networks are leaning on their film production wings. For the franchises they have that make them successful, and Paramount has only a handful of franchises that they could actually, and Star Trek being right, one of them. Right. So they might have to look at what they're doing with the studio that could easily be translated into creating shows. That's right. That's right. Well, let's move on to another subject, and uh, now we're getting back into more Star Trek. And that is shows in production. Yep, 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 yep. So uh, right now there are five different Trek shows in production. Picard Season 2, Discovery Season 4, uh, Strange New World Season 1, Lower Decks Season 2, and Prodigy Season 1. They did not reveal if the Michelle Yao Section 31 spinoff show was in pre-production or when fans could expect to see it. Yeah, according to Variety, they emphasize that the current five-series slate 
will, will likely not expand further until at least one of the shows runs its course. Right now, this could imply that Section 31 won't come out until Discovery or Picard or even Lower Decks stop releasing new seasons. But at the same time, Variety noted that there are conversations, quote unquote, around Section 31. Yeah, now Lord Deck Season 2, Prodigy, and Discovery Season 4 are expected to premiere this year, right, 2021, right, right. although no premiere dates have been released. Yeah. So, Gary, um, out of the five shows that um, are in production, uh, which are you looking forward to seeing? You know, the interesting thing, so when when um, when Prodigy was originally announced, we, we said it was... It was going to be a kid's show. Right. And it was going to go directly to Nickelodeon. And now they've revised that. Yes. And so now it's actually going to premiere on Paramount Plus. And then after it does its full run on Paramount Plus, within a few weeks or a month, it's going to be released to run on Nickelodeon. Right. Which, which I think is probably a, a good decision that they made. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm... I'm to be honest with you, I want to see what the, the further adventures of the Discovery crew in the 32nd century. I really do want to see that. I, I am excited about um, another season of Lower Decks. I, you know, th- I think they went up to the edge on a couple of things, but I really did enjoy the overall experience of the show. I thought it was very clever at times. It wasn't, you know, there were a couple of clunkers, but I thought out of the run of the 10 episodes, it was on the... More than over on the average, it was a strong, strong show. It was one of the strongest first seasons of any Star Trek show I ever watched. Um, I'm not looking forward necessarily to the second season of Picard. Mm. You know, I don't know how you feel about that. Well, I, I think we're both going to watch it because yeah. we're going to talk about it. But yeah, I. I, you know, I just especially thought that last episode of the first season. Well. It wasn't uh, just the last episode. Yeah, I mean, it was heading south, it was. but <laughs> but yeah. that last episode really left kind of a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. But I am looking forward to seeing what they're going to do. Although, not real happy about Bacard being a robot. but Android. Uh, Android. <laughs> not real happy about that, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, um, I don't know why that was... A choice in the that was made by the writers, um, I, yeah, I just don't, I don't get that. Yeah, and 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 there were other things about the series that left a bad taste in my mouth. Oh. You know, it does. I have not returned to look at any episodes since we saw the show. Yeah, and and I am excited about Strange New World. I am. Yeah, you know, to see what they're gonna do. We're gonna talk a little bit more about Strange yeah, New yeah, Worlds yeah. in a, yeah. a moment. And then the other question I was going to ask, so although Section 31, which, again, is supposed to star Michelle Yao, has not yet been given the green light to begin production, does this mean that we won't see Michelle in any Star Trek show until that time? I don't know. I don't know. I think, you know, obviously the Guardian of Forever sent her back to a time period where she was, you know, her, her DNA, her whole makeup, was more consistent in a time period that would make her more comfortable. Yes. In in this in this dimension, but um, 
I think that she could easily be introduced into Strange New Worlds. I think mm. that I think that could happen because that's the only show right. that they have that she could actually be on. Um, yeah, I don't see her on anything else. Right, right. And so the so so help me on this. So the only one, if she did show up, right. And again, not as a member of the crew, but no, you know, as, but a as a guest star, yeah, as a, you know, yeah, some, yeah. Like, like she was on on Discovery, yeah, right? Um, I was so, so the only one who knows that she actually is from another dimension would be Pike. Pike and does Spock know? I don't remember. I don't remember if he knows or not. I don't but remember. but definitely Pike. We know that Pike knows, but yes. he so he might be the only one who actually knows. Right. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to talking about uh, one of the new shows that's supposed to come on this year, uh, Prodigy. So the Nickelodeon show Prodigy is the third animated series that will be available to viewers. However, this series is intentionally aimed at garnering a young audience. According to Ramsey Nadel, president of Nickelodeon Animation... Uh, we are excited to bring this new chapter to a new generation of Trek fans alongside the creative masterminds behind Secret Hideout and Nickelodeon, as well as the talented Kevin and Dan Hagman, who serve as the showrunners for the series. On top of having great characters and an absolutely gorgeous animation, Prodigy shows how the Viacom CBS brands can come together to make great, compelling content that appeals to both new audiences and longtime super fans. Boy, that wasn't written by somebody in the marketing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. He hit every uh, point. Every note. Every note. <laughs> you know, because they're trying to make it sound like it's a f uh, show for the whole family. Exactly. You know? And I think that that's. That's that's good for them, but yeah, I think it's a kids show. <laughs> it may be an entertaining kids show, but it's going to be a kids show. So recently, a still released uh, was released by executives of some of the lead animated prodigy characters. It's a motley crew of teenagers of various species, but there are no humans of the teenagers. There was no in, humans in, 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 the, in, in, in the in the in the group of teenagers. Right, right, right. There was no humans in that. In that image, no, none yeah. whatsoever. Notably absent was the representation of the only human lead character, and that's Captain Janeway, who's supposed to serve as a mentor for the teenage cohort. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, Gary, although geared toward young audiences, are there aspects of Prodigy that attract you? I think so. I mean, I'll be honest with you, as I was starting to say earlier, I wasn't really that all excited about Prodigy. I was going to watch it, see what it was like, right. but I wasn't really committed to it. But that those that still that they released of the characters was more compelling than I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they've also made some announcements about, you know, well, Janeway, it's Captain Janeway, so we don't know whether this is set before the the adventures of Voyager or afterwards, after and and without her being promoted in any way, shape, or form, you know, f after coming back from the Delta Quadrant, we we have been informed that there might be another human character 
that could be in this series. Hmm. Yeah, well, it's interesting. There's um, Bill, Billy Campbell, yes, who had played the Incredible Okana in this in um, in Star Trek: Next Generation was on a podcast talking about some other project and he revealed that he was going to be coming back and doing, he was going to be reprising his role, but mm. in an animated show. And the t- details of which were kind of confusing. We didn't know whether it was Lower Decks or it was Prodigy. But, you know, he was a, a rapscallion, you know, a smuggler, good-hearted, na- good-natured guy. Mm-hmm. And he and he was, a, and he was, he was kind of like a Han Solo. He was, he was a, a, a he was really good with the ladies. Let's just put oh, it that okay. way. Okay. And so um, there was some assumption that, that he might be playing that kind of rascal in one of these shows. Uh, we don't know whether, but but his but the details that he released described were, were kind of com- confusing because they sounded a little bit like Lower Decks and then they also sounded a little bit like Prodigy. So mm. it's unclear right now as to which show he's in. So... He may be the other human. Yeah, and my understanding that tweet that he sent out was taken down later. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, that he was. had to take it down. So. Yeah, that's true. So let's move on to another new series, and that is Strange New Worlds. Well, but, uh, but before we go there, I do want to say one last thing. I okay. do think I do think this is going to be a real positive move for Star Trek to get younger audiences. Oh yeah, I agree I, with I, you. I, I think I, I agree think, with you. I'm looking forward to it, and I think it's going to be, I think it should be successful. Yeah, and I, and I think that's because, you know, in, with today's generations, it's harder to get them to sit down and watch a show, you know, for the whole family, right. you know, uh, because there are just so many distractions. There's so many things for people to do, and this one would be an excuse for, you know, the kids are watching it, and then, you know, the parents or, you know, another adult could maybe watch it with the kids so right because the the original animated series although it was a saturday morning cartoon i don't think you can say that the way they approached it was particularly tailored for a children's audience you know you can many of the writers of the episodes were writers that had worked on the the tv series the original series and were well-known science fiction writers of the time yes so it's not exactly to say that it had a it had a kid's focus in regards to the storytelling um, so i suspect that this will be i think this is the official first kids kid-centered um animation show for star trek and i think that this one is probably going to be much more successful so there'll be like funny stuff right if you look at you look at those characters you look you look at that still of those characters right yeah, there's some there's some hilarity is going to ensue. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's move to Strange New Worlds. Okay. Of the new Star Trek series, perhaps the most highly anticipated show is Strange New Worlds, starring Anson Mount as Captain Christopher Pike, Ethan Peck as Spock, and Rebecca Romaine as Una. Or number one. Or number one. According to the official announcement, the series will follow Captain Pike, Science Officer Spock, and Number One in the decade before Captain Kirk boarded the USS Enterprise as they explore new worlds around the galaxy. Yeah, executive producer and co-creator Akiva Goldsman 
told Variety, we're going to try to harken back to some classical Trek values to be optimistic and to be more episodic. Obviously, we will try. We will take advantage of the serialized nature of characters and story building, but I think our plots will be more closed in than you've seen in either Picard or Discovery. I imagine it will be closer to the original series than even DS9. Um, we can really tell closed-in stories. We can find ourselves in episodes that are tonally of a piece. So widely viewed promotions for... <laughs> yeah, you, you, found, you found that interesting too. Well, I think it's kind of funny because, yeah. I mean, for him to say that and to, to act like that's a positive... Yeah. You know, again, one of the issues with, and, you know, don't get me wrong, I love the original series. Of right. course, it's the first series I ever saw, you know, as a kid. And so, you know, it will stay with me as, you know, one of my favorites. But uh, one of the issues was, you know, uh, really emotionally challenging things would happen to those characters. And like the next episode, it was it was like it was forgotten right, right. you know and uh and so i th that's not real life when when the characters have no memory mm -hmm. you know of what's happened before mm -hmm. that's not real so i um i i think that i don't want them to go too far in the deep end and just say oh well that episode's over and we're not going to think about it anymore um you know, it's all right. I I don't have a problem with it being episodic, but hopefully the characters will have a memory. Yeah, yeah, that would be kind. Because you're, you're right, they didn't always remember the traumatic experiences that they had. Yes. And um, use those to inform their thinking or decision-making yep. later on. Yeah, inform their their thinking. And also, it builds character. You know, right, that's right. what happens to you in life right. is that right. your experiences affect you and how you act. You could even think about the original pilot for Star Trek, the one with Jeffrey Hunter playing Pike. That whole episode is, at least at the, the, the beginning of it, is about him, you know... Um, He's dealing with the fact that he made a decision that led to the death of crewmen that have, and it has impacted his ability to make clear, concise decisions following right. that. Right. I mean, that's what he says to Dr. Boyce. Right. So, and he questions whether he should remain. Right. You know, as captain. Exactly. Yeah. And, so, and so it was great to have, you know, Anson Mount when he comes on to the Discovery. Somewhat redress that. I mean, obviously, this is a it's it's a while since that happened. But when we go back to Talos Four, he it, it's still a, you know it's still there. It's still yes. present with him. So anyway, um, yeah. I, I, I would like I'm, I would hope that they wouldn't be so episodic that they forget about building character. Right. So widely viewed promotions for Paramount Plus have featured Anson Mount and Ethan Peck as their Star Trek characters. However, a few other details have been released about the series. Yeah. Although the show is presumably gearing up to film soon at studios in suburban Toronto, no information has been released on other cast members beyond Mount Peck and Romaine. It's also not clear when the new series will premiere. 
Yeah, and there were quite a few of the sh- the second season of short treks that were set during that time period, and they introduced us to characters that could just as likely end up being crew members on the Enterprise. Yes, yes. So, you know. So we'll have to see. We'll just have to wait and see, I yeah. guess. Yeah. So, Gary, I'm just wondering, how has interest in the show for Pike uh, in a show for Pike, seemed to have altered Star Trek production schedules. Oh, I think it did a tremendous uh, shift because prior to the appeal for a Pike show, the Section 31 show was scheduled to be online. Yes, yes. And, and be... They had they, chosen the showrunners. They had chosen the showrunners. They, they were writing treatments right, for right, scripts. Right, right, right. Yeah, and they were already setting that up. And, and, you know, there was, I think there was a mixed reaction to a show about Section 31 from the fan base. Yes, yes. But there was almost uniformed appeal for the Pike show. Yes. So I think it was just a corporate decision of which one they go to. Yeah, and, people were really excited right. about it. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The second season of Discovery, Anson Mount comes in, he does a character that is a legacy character. And he's both he and the writers are really smart on where they place him. Yes, you know, he he always said in interviews that Pike this wasn't Pike of the of the menagerie or Pike, you know, you know, scooting around in the uh, the wheel the the mobile wheelchair with the lights. This was Pike in the middle, and I think that they appropriately handled that. So. Like you, like we were saying before, he was informed by the experiences that he had had. Yes, but he wasn't yet the person who we we came to know through the cage. Yes, so. right. So anyway, um, so anyway, I, I think that there's some excitement here in regards to what we got. Also, the second season of Discovery did a really good job of giving us a backstory for um, Spock. Yes, yes. Yes, a really interesting. I mean, and and definitely the way Ethan Peck has chose to, chosen to portray him, mm-hmm. you know, you are attracted to him. I mean, you could see how, you know, somebody like that could, you know, one day garner the same kind of fan base, you know, that uh, was enjoyed by Leonard Nimoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because again, he's complex, mm-hmm. but yet he does have this wit about him the same way uh, Spock had as played by Leonard Nimoy. Right. You know, so. And I also think that one of the other successful results, although she did not have a lot of episodes, was uh, number one. I, yes. thought, I thought that Re- Rebecca Romaine did a good job yes. of yes. fleshing her out. Gave, it, it was a compelling character. And then... They followed up on that with at least one of the short tracks yes. that focused on her and Spock the first day he, he comes aboard the Enterprise and their experiences together th- that gave you more information about who she is and who we may see coming forward in, the, in, a, in a series. Definitely, yeah. I'm really you know, looking forward to seeing her and seeing uh, what they do with her character yeah. and learning more about her. So yeah, I think that I think that there's a lot of interest because of the characters and the way they were reintroduced in Discovery. And I wouldn't lean so heavily on the yeah okay do episodes do but but at the same time also understand that 
Well, I, there's nothing wrong with the episodic, but with the serialized no. nature. No, there's the nothing wrong with serialized yeah. stories. And I have another question. So why do you think executives have not released more information concerning Strange New Worlds? You know what? I don't know if they want to get ahead of, over their skis. I think they have a clear idea as to what they're rolling out. And to be honest with you, I, it's, going, it's not going to go into production until March, right? Right. So, Which is, we're taping the show, that's tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they didn't say when in March. They yeah. didn't say like March no. 1st or March 15th. Well, we do know that they're there. Right. Because, because they're in lockdown. They're, they're in lockdown. In well, they had been in quarantine. They, and so that would be, two weeks would have passed because right. Right. when uh, Ethan Peck posted some uh, uh of photos on his um, social media page. Yeah. So that was on February 13th. So they would have... Yeah, they're still there. They would have completed the lockdown by then. Right. Now. It's the same thing when they were interviewing the Discovery crew and they were in lockdown getting ready for season four. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think that part of it might be they want to roll out things on a certain, you know, timetable they really have this Paramount Plus thing that, they, that the whole right industry, the whole corporation is really wanting to push and push heavily, right? Um, which well, yeah, and and they have they they're talking about having three series premiered this year, so I'm assuming that Strange New World isn't going to be seen until next year. And and my guess is so they got time. Uh, that, that well, my guess is that it'll probably be like January, February. It may that, be that they'll do. They'll probably do another one of these twenty-four weeks of Star Trek or something like that, and then, you know, have Strange New Worlds come out, you know, in January or February. But um, well, we assume that season two of Lower Decks is another ten episode season, right? And although they haven't said anything, we assume that Discovery Season 4 is another 13, somewhere between 13 and 15. The right. most they've ever done is 15 episodes. The least they've ever done is 13. So Prodigy may be another 10 episodes. So that's 30. That's 33 weeks. But from the way they were talking, it seemed like Lower Decks is the closest to being finished. Yeah. Right, because they were already in post-production. They had finished uh, recording the voices, mm -hmm. and they were already in post-production mode. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I would say that that's probably going to uh, come up soon. But Prodigy actually might be coming soon, Yeah, because Prodigy, they're already recording season two. Two, right. Because that's, um, that's what Kate Mulgrew said yeah. recently. Yeah, I do agree with you that I think that they did not want um, news about Strange New Worlds to butt up against things that they were trying to promote. So, for right. example, like Discovery Season 3, they didn't want to step on that. Uh, uh, and, you know, the release or the launch of Paramount Plus, they didn't want to step on that. And I also think that they do want to build the mystery they do want, right. you know, things to, you know, carefully control leaking things out, right. you know, about, 
you know, who's in it. I mean, obviously, whoever are the other crew members, they must have been under strict orders not to say a word yeah, about, yeah. you know, being in the show. Yeah, they probably they probably have family members and friends who know that they're working. Yes. But don't know on what they're on working. On what they're doing, <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, what show is it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So, so it will be interesting. I'm sure that... Over the next month, mm -hmm. we'll start hearing, you know, bits and pieces about, you know, the show coming up, you know, to, to keep our interest. So, uh, in closing, that's it for now. However, we would like to remind you to share a link to our Age of Discovery podcast with people you know who enjoy Star Trek. And, and also, you know, we'll, we will be back. When there's more news, you know, right, you know, right. more substantive. Yeah, there, there information. may there may be something coming out um, during Comic Con time. Oh yes, and you know there might be a presence of, you know, the Star Trek shows there in some kind of capacity. So we'll we'll cover that, or or parent or Paramount Plus might want to do something between now and the fall. So That's we'll, right. we, we will look at when we can come back and bring you. Some of our observations about about what news is being released. That's right. But until that time. Like, subscribe, and follow Star Trek Age of Discovery on Twitter at Star Trek AOD. On Facebook at Facebook.com slash Star Trek AOD. And at our website, Star Trek AOD.net, where we offer additional articles on Star Trek canon, interesting sidebar issues, and other aspects of the show. Also, email us at StarTrekAOD at gmail.com. But until then, live long and prosper. Bye.